0: the Getafe Ajax viewing party at the Boom Chicago in Amsterdam. This is the Ajax Podcast International. Ajax have their boots on the throats of the champions.
1: Very excited to have my favorite soccer team, Ajax in New York City, that's what we call you guys here.
0: The champions are stunned. The continent
2: is stunned by this.
3: Welcome to the Ajax Podcast International
0: with Horace Cohen and Diederik van Zessen. Today's podcast is a little different than our first three ones as we are recording it live from the Boom Chicago, Amsterdam. Can I hear the audience? On regular regular days, this theater is uh, uh, an improvised comedy theater in the middle of Amsterdam. And today we've just watched the Getafe Ajax game. And I just want to say... It's not over till the fat lady sings, of course. So it was a bit of a bumpy ride. Uh, we are here with American comedian and a Boom Chicago player, Lizzie. Kimmery, am yes, I saying Liz it right? Yes, Liz Kemery, yeah, yeah, yeah. How are you?
3: Oh, my God, I'm great. I'm happy to be right? here. you
0: I saw you yelling and screaming, and offside yeah. is your thing. That's <laughs> that's really your thing. I know
3: all about it. You I know, know all, all about, about offside. Yeah, yeah. I have a keen eye for offsides. It's true. Uh, yeah, I get really uh, worked up during any game. I played my whole life. I played football. Soccer. I'm American. Yeah, I, I played uh, football my whole life, and it was my life up until college. So, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So wow. watching these games is very... Once I lock in on a team, that's it for me. You so were
0: locked in I was tonight. locked in
3: tonight. I, I've been living in Amsterdam for two years, so I act as my team right now.
0: We'll get back to that. Also, okay. uh, here is my regular co-host, and the brains, actually, of the Ajax Podcast International, Diedrich von Sessa. A bit it, moody, a uh, bit I moody. See. I can see. <laughs> also, uh, people say you are, ad- for the, you cannot see this, but he's a bit of a Dolberg lookalike, right? <laughs> here. Yes. Yeah, yes. well, I,
2: I hope he's doing fine. Yeah, I hope he's doing fine. He's doing fine. Better than me, hopefully. Better than <sighs> we are. During
0: halftime, we did a little Ajax quiz, and the winner of that quiz uh, is Ali.
1: Hello. Hello, Ali. Yay! Yeah!
0: It. Uh, you won some tickets, but better, you won the chance to sit here uh,
2: at our table for the IX podcast. <laughs> are you nervous?
1: No, not nervous. Oh. <laughs> no, I am. I feel bit. good. Hell yeah.
2: Tell me so, tell a little something about yourself. Where are you from?
1: I'm from Boston in the US.
2: How did you end up here in a theater in Amsterdam?
1: <laughs> My friend over here lives here now. We're both teachers. She but, teaches here, I teach in
2: Boston. So, how did you end up winning an IX quiz?
1: It was pure luck.
2: You, were, uh, on, on, you had almost every question right, and <laughs> yes.
1: the
0: deciding question was also uh, a math question, and you were even good at that. It's
1: just the thing teachers do. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> had you ever heard of uh, Ajax or soccer before you came here?
1: This is my first day
2: being a fan.
0: Good. Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I do the second question as if you knew about soccer.
0: <laughs>
2: Honestly, Ellie, it can only get better.
1: Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh,
0: we, let's do some explaining for our, uh, our uh, listeners uh, who don't expect. We are in the uh, Europa League now, and we're in the 16th final, Diedrich, right?
2: So that means that even after this, if we turn this around next week, which we will, of we course. We will, of course. There will be four more rounds of uh, Europa League, which is different from last year when right. we went to Real Madrid for the second round of the Champions League. And then there we're only three more rounds after. Right.
0: And we will change this because now they're confident and they think... They think they're going to win, but they'll come back to Amsterdam and uh, it'll be a whole different story, of Mm -hmm. course. May
2: 27th. Is it in your agenda? It's uh, It's it's far away now. I tattooed it on my (laughs) arm. Do you know know what it is, May 27th? It is, yeah. What is it?
1: (laughs) May 27th.
2: You can guess this. You can guess this. That's
1: the day. It's It's
2: the the final. (laughs) (laughs) It's the final of the Europa League in Gdansk in Poland. It's a beautiful city. They call it the Polish Amsterdam. I'm not kidding.
0: Also, later on, we'll uh, get into connection with our Dutch football expert, Jonathan Beck, um, now you you uh, uh, oh my God! I forgot your name. That's Liz, terrible, Liz. That's <laughs> uh, you were just telling us about that you actually played soccer also.
3: I sure did, yeah. yeah. And
0: was that at school or, or little league or oh, what's that called?
3: Everything. So I started playing soccer when I was five, mm-hmm. and then I was really competitive starting at like eight. Mm-hmm. I played for the local select team. I played for a state team. I played um, for this, like, we did this mashup of, like, the best players from the A-league in my state called a select team. Mm -hmm. And then we took our select team to regionals. Um, Lots of the girls that I played with went on to play D1 soccer. I went to Temple University, and uh, lots of the girls, that uh, two of the girls, I think, that I played with, Played for that team, which was D1 University, which is the best that you can really get in this in the U.S. for a woman, because there's no MLS <laughs> there's anymore no for professional women. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they played that, but I didn't want to, <laughs> uh, and uh, so I ended up playing with the boys club team my first year for a while because there was no uh, girls club team in 125 years of Temple University. And then me and a couple of girls started the first girls club team at Temple University.
0: You have, have, because we had uh, Alex Mendes and they, when he started playing football, they were all wearing jerseys of uh, European clubs. Did you have your own jerseys or did you also play in our jerseys?
3: Oh, <laughs> no, we, we had our own jerseys. Yeah, we were very much like, if you imagine any kind of, like, Disney villain, uh-huh. that was my team. <laughs> we were the villains. We were, like, in sleek, black Nike uniforms. We were, like, big, fierce players. Uh, somehow my team also got away with not, like, practicing that hard, but we still, we, we won a lot. We were very talented, and we were very... Um, it was it was really fun. We pl- we had our own jerseys. But I remember I went, I think I went to the 1999 Women's World Cup game. Uh, it was US, I think, versus Brazil. Mm-hmm. And I was so excited to go up and get a, uh, an autograph from Mia Hamm, I think afterwards. Mm-hmm. And she didn't see me to her credit. She just didn't see me asking for her autograph, and some Brazilian player came up to me. Cece rings a bell, but I can't remember at this point. I was nine years old. Mm-hmm. She came up and signed my my book, my autograph book. So since I was about nine until 20, Brazil was my favorite team for that reason.
2: <laughs> also for the men?
3: Oh, for the men? For some reason, I am hooked on Mezudo Eel. So I will follow what? him until, <laughs> yeah, I know he always looks really the tired. The German
0: player, yeah. Ozil?
3: Yeah, because I was center mid. And so he, for me, he's a player who thinks two steps ahead. And I love that. I okay. don't need the goal scorer. I don't need a brute defender. I need somebody who is the assist to the assist. And that gets me excited.
2: So does that also mean that Hakim Ziyech is your favorite Ajax player? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose so. Alan, did,
3: yeah. did, 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 did I'll you... I'll know. tell you my favorite player from today, which was, um, you told me his Hakim name. Hakeem
0: Siak. That's, uh, I was just going to mention, you right. asked me at one point in the game, who is, is, this that? Who did that, just who is that guy that yeah. passed the ball to the other player? <laughs> yeah. And that was <laughs> Hakeem Siak.
3: Yeah, he's beautiful and calm. I love those kinds of players.
0: Just one one more thing. Uh, the the Germans and the Dutch have a bit of a thing, so don't mention too much okay. that, Ozil. Oh, so just, just say sure. Johan Cruyff, we'll yeah. be
2: safe. Okay. <laughs> I see,
3: don't I see. When
2: in Amsterdam, <laughs> don't mention after the they lost a the game, you know... <laughs> So it's, it's even sh-
3: worse though cuz he also played for Madrid, right? So and yeah, this was Gatassa. not worse.
2: He plays in England <laughs> okay. now. So okay, uh, fine. let's let's also yeah. ask um, our official English commentator. Yes. I think he should be somewhere around behind me on a screen somewhere. Yeah, that's where he comes up. He's a Dutch football expert from the UK who has been following the Eredivisie closely for 9 years now. Jonathan Beck, welcome. <laughs> You cannot see this, but he's actually in the Johan Cruyff Arena, aren't you, Jonathan?
4: That's right. Yeah, I'm in the commentary studio. Just finished the game. Um, yeah. How did it see? How did it look for you guys?
0: They won here. What happened? The- <laughs> 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 for the listeners that are listening to the podcast, we can see Jonathan on the big screen. Um, how was it to report this game, Jonathan?
4: Frustrating. Um, I think you will say when you see an IX team that doesn't are unable aren't allowed to play the way you know they can play and you know have one serious shot on target right at the end from Klaas Jan it's it's frustrating and I think we all knew what was coming we all knew how Getafe would play we've kind of been told about the tactics they'd use and the way they've got to where they are in the in the uh, La Liga but that's not to say they didn't do really well in the first half they had the better chances so you can't begrudge them the victory it's just such a kick in the teeth when they break away and score a second goal at the end like that, which just makes it doubly difficult really. 1-0 is is neither here nor there in European football. 2-0, it's still for an Ajax team with a crowd behind them at the arena is still something that we all feel confident about, but it just makes it that much more sickening to concede in stoppage time, which we all found out about last season.
0: It makes it much better when we beat them though, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, If there was a best player, who was the best player for Ajax, do you think? Hmm.
4: I would say, for me, um, the man who really kind of never really got let them get under his skin and, and patrolled really well was Lisandro Martinez. I thought he had a really good game. He, he was disciplined. He needed to beat. Um, unfortunately, Nico Taliafico picked up another yellow card, which means he's obviously suspended for the return game. But, you know, Tadic was a little more peripheral than we'd hoped. Kakim Ziyech didn't quite have that laser-like accuracy with his foot. And I thought Daily Bled coming back was good uh, to play 90 minutes as well uh, on his first start back was great. But for me, Martinez was the one that, that patrolled well and dropped back and had a couple of runs uh, and just tried to break that high press that Getafe played with. So for me, he was the man.
0: Do you, what did you think about Gatafe? Getafe?
4: You know what? I've been told about the tactics. I knew they would foul to break up Ajax's rhythm. I knew they would pick up a lot of yellow cards. They have done. They were actually better on the ball than I thought. I, they were exactly what I expected off the ball. They strung six players across the back. They had a couple of lines of two in between that, and they fought really hard when the ball went wide to make sure Ajax had no space with Tardic or Barbel. Uh, and they forced Ajax to go long. You know, they we couldn't play out from the back like they usually expect. We had one let-off, one real scare in the first half when Varela almost made that mistake and then learnt from it and started putting it long. But I thought when they had the ball and they broke, you know, Maximovic was pretty useful. Um, I'd like to have seen Molina a little bit longer, but he's 37 now. Uh, Mata was a real nasty player to play against, just putting his back in. Um, but then off the ball, there was, you know, situations like uh, Alan Neum going down. And uh, I don't know what you guys thought when Ryan barbel I've never seen a player quite take the mix so much as ryan babble did it's it it's, it's kind of too
0: bad that the oscars were already given away with this acting going on yeah uh, as an expert what do we need to do next week in the arena to win
4: um this guy is about this guy is explaining it right now <laughs> um, can, are you
0: in contact with him can you ask him ah, so? i
4: wish yeah i wish i could just text him uh, we definitely need to. That it's, it was a little similar to the Valencia game, wasn't it? The way that they scored and then almost the same kind of time and then dropped behind the ball and uh, made life difficult. So I think just need to find a way to do what happened in that last 10 minutes to do it a little, a little bit more regularly, you know, to try and get players in behind. Ryan Barbell, I think, did it once. Donny almost had a moment where he just had to stretch too much for the ball. It's, you either need to move the ball a lot quicker in the transition, which is where they got caught out with Pescara giving the ball away for that last goal. Just when they when they have the chance to counterattack, just move the ball an awful lot quicker and, and get it get it forward and get it wide a little bit quicker than they were able to do. Because once or twice they did it, and they were you know they were the Kedafay were caught with numbers upfield and they were able to to just maybe produce something, but just you know not enough. I think moving the ball much quicker and and finding a way to play through them. And hopefully, you know, they'll have, uh, they'll have somebody, I don't think Quincy will be back, but hopefully they'll, they'll have one or two uh, different options.
2: Hopefully, yeah. And just to point out that you were pointing at the screen uh, where Erik ten Hag was uh, sitting, because it's a, it's a podcast also, so maybe we have to explain that. <laughs> <laughs> Who Sorry, is yeah. going to explain it. So just one last question. Do you still remember what your last words were when the goal was scored, the two nil? Or, were you, or did you say, I'm speechless?
4: Oh, I just, I think I called it a real sucker punch, like a, a real, not a knockout blow because it's far from a knockout, but it was just so sickening, you know, as soon as the ball was given away, you could just, you had that feeling that it's either going to be a chance or it's going to be a goal. Um, I don't know. It's just stoppage time and Ajax in European competition. Yeah. It makes me nervous. It makes me very nervous.
0: One qu- quick question for me. Uh, you being from the UK, what's the reaction to uh, Sia coming to Chelsea in the UK? Really good.
4: Yeah, really good. Um, I think everybody saw what he could do in the Champions League group stages. I mean, everyone saw last season what he could do. We've been we've been expecting him to go to Arsenal. Arsenal have been the side linked with him for, for a long, long time. I know Bayern Munich were mentioned before, but when it came to English clubs, everyone expected Arsenal. Um, and I had to tell my son, who's an Arsenal fan, that... He's not coming. He's, he's going to a <laughs> London rival instead, which oh. he was gutted about. So, yeah, really positive. I think um, the goals that he scored in the group stage, particularly, you know, the Valencia one, have really got people excited. And they haven't had someone like that since Aiden Hazard left. So there's a lot of hope at Chelsea that he can be that player for them.
0: We're definitely going to miss
4: him, that's for sure.
0: Thank you, Jonathan. Uh,
4: good luck it's, next week. Good luck week. next
0: week. And uh, let's hope it's Thank a better game. Thank you, guys. Game. It's Thank good you. Fingers fine. crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah, he's hopeful. Yeah, Lizzie. He's kind of hopeful. Lizzie and Allie, why do, uh, if people, if, if listeners are not yet sure that, they're, wanna, that they want to be an iX fan, which is crazy because everybody makes wants to no be an iX fan, yeah. why would you become an iX? Why are you an iX fan?
3: Why am I an iX fan? I've lived here for two years. Yeah. I moved here from London, uh, and it, it, I don't, for me, it doesn't make any sense to not become a fan of your local team.
0: Right. So if you'd moved to Rotterdam. <laughs>
2: yeah, I was also thinking. <laughs>
3: Listen, that's tough. That's tough. Well, that was Lizzie. <laughs> Thank you very much. Allie. This feels like a trick question. <laughs> so, do, do,
0: but,
1: uh, <laughs> so that was a trap. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, uh, Ellie. do you support uh, a team in Boston, a f- football team, or uh, maybe American the Red football. Sox? American
1: football. American football. The Patriots.
2: Oh, the Patriots, of course.
1: Yes. Oh, American Okay, and are you football, fanatic with that? Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. do you like go to every home game and everything?
1: That would take all of the money in my bank account. Yeah. But yeah? I Is go to so one expensive? a year and I watch all of them on TV. Yeah.
2: Be- because Boston's really, I've never been there, but it's really a, a sports city, right? It's really totally. orientated. They have every American sport on the top level. Oh, yeah. They have the marathon. Yeah. You want to do that once?
1: I like to cheer on <laughs> <at> it.
2: Ah, <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Okay. And then uh, what? what colors are the Patriots? No red and blue? Yeah, and red, and white, red, white, right? and
1: blue. Blue, Yeah. Okay,
2: there's some blue in it.
1: Like our flag. That's why they're the best.
2: Really? Okay, that's also why they're the best. So, <laughs> oh, welcome <laughs> the <laughs> <laughs> to the Patriots Podcast International. Thank you. <laughs> well, we, 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 <laughs> we've Love been you finding out that there's actually a lot of Americans who have a soft spot for Ajax. We've been receiving a lot of emails from people all over the world who are far away fans, as we like to call them, especially in the U.S., for example, um, Michael Blinn, who is in, uh, he was with us from New York. Now, I hope I think he is with us somewhere. I think I see an MB on the screen. So I see that an MB, be, uh, Michael. For us, five minutes to seven p.m. Uh, five minutes to seven p.m. was an early start for a European match, but for you, it must be really weird. Michael Blynn, hello.
5: Hello. Is it weird such an early match? I'm kind of used to it over here. I'm a, a middle school teacher, so I'm off this week, so I was I'm on a vacation. So to have the uh, early start time, it just gave me something to do during the day.
0: Let's start off, Michael. What did you think of the game? Uh,
5: I was definitely a, a tough watch. I think um, Hatafe pressed really well, and it was you know hard for Ajax to be fluid moving the ball. Something I'm more used to watching them week in a week out in Eredivisie. Um, and I thought that. You know, if we had the opportunity to, to counter effectively, that would be able to get a chance on goal and score. But um, it was just, you know, they, they constantly broke up the play and pressed really well. And when we did break the press, they got back into that uh, defensive block and really suffocated any ball movement.
0: How do you how do you prepare for a game? Because it's it's morning for you. You get breakfast and, and, and you put on your Ajax jersey and then sit down and watch television or do you go to a pub? What do you do?
5: Uh, typically I wake up, get my coffee, put on my Jersey and I'm still in my pajamas watching the game.
0: Right. Wow. Wow. Right. It's exactly how I imagine people in the States watch the game. Is it, is it, uh, do you, do do your friends know you watch soccer?
5: Yeah. Um, once I started teaching, I couldn't really sleep past seven in the morning over here. And I got kind of tired of watching the same rerun television. And when I saw live sports on TV, I figured it was the way to go.
0: Are you, are you uh, like a, a loner in, in your a- Ajax fanship, or do you have a bunch of friends who also support Ajax?
5: It's in here in America. It's only me, um, but the person <laughs> uh, into Ajax. Yeah. Just me. I'm the only American Ajax fan. Sorry for the misplaced <laughs> No, but here in my, in, my, uh, in my group of friends, I'm the only one that supports Ajax. But um, my wife has uh, a family friend that lives in Rotterdam, and when he was over in September, we were talking about football. And he talked to me about his love for Ajax and um, why he loves the club. And it got me interested. And funny enough, the next day was the match where Ajax took on PSV in Eindhoven and drew 1-1. And we watched the second half together the next morning, which was really cool.
2: Yeah, you told us that in the email. And you also told me where you watched that match. That was also very American. Where did you watch the match?
5: Uh, it was at... Um, Well, first we were talking about it in the in the pub the day before, but then we watched it in the uh, living room after having a bagel breakfast, which was I thought you said front porch.
2: I thought I I thought you said front porch, which we don't have here.
5: (laughs) Oh, you know, we we had breakfast on the front porch, and then Uh, we went in and watched the second half of the match. (laughs)
0: cuz I, I now i know my experience and, and you should know this too when you go to an american football game usually they barbecue in in, in the in the parking lot it uh, there's a special name for it but uh, what is it tailgate game yeah. there you go we don't do that here
1: why?
0: It, it's because we don't know how to barbecue properly. I think.
1: They uh, <laughs> uh, have a barbecue problem. And the parking lot
0: in the arena is just—it's uh, inside, so it's a, a hazard. I think you can't barbecue there. No, I, we don't do—we don't have that—that um, that, uh, what do you call it—a tradition to do that. So, Michael, uh, is there anything like a small thing you do, a soccer thing that they do in America? You think?
5: Uh, the MLS over here is definitely growing, and it still, you know, takes root to American football with uh, a lot of tailgating. the um, The local club for me that I support is uh, New York City Football Club, and when I go to those games, there's still fans tailgating beforehand. They do and it so, in- yeah, they yeah. do it in the small parking lots there too. And with its location, they play Yankee Stadium. There are a lot of um, New York Yankees bars that fill up with fans before the games as well.
2: All right, all right.
0: Maybe we should introduce that tradition here and oh, start a barbecue wonderful. at the next uh, yeah, home yeah, game. Yeah, maybe yeah. in the middle, yeah. of, in the middle <laughs> of the middle of theater. <laughs> I know why we don't do it, because we have Fabo. No, it's
3: not you don't under, it's not the same. It is Does Fabo come with the worst beer you've ever had in your life?
2: Mm, <laughs> we'll introduce that. Okay. Okay. Um so what do you expect for the rest of the season for Ajax, Michael?
5: Um I definitely think winning the Air v c is an achievable goal for the for the club, especially once they get healthy. And I don't think that, you know, coming back against tafe in the second half of this tie is out of reach, um, especially with the way we know they can play at home in Johan Cruyff. And, you know, hopefully they can nick away, you know, a few goals and move on to the next round.
2: And do you plan on visiting a match anytime soon?
5: Uh, once we coordinate with our uh, family friends over there in Rotterdam, you know, Carlo mentioned to me that he would get me to Amsterdam for a match. So hopefully soon, um, you know, maybe next season, get out to Amsterdam for another match.
0: Okay. Thanks for being our far away fan, Michael. We hope you keep on spreading the Ajax love around the U.S. And we're going to send you an official Ajax jersey. So please just wear that everywhere you go.
5: Oh, happy to. I appreciate it. Thank you so much.
0: All right. Thank you, Michael. Bye-bye.
5: Yeah, Michael. No
3: union. We are looking for faraway fans. So are you following Ajax from abroad? Staying up late to watch your favorite football team? Following the news with other foreign fans? Then Ajax Podcast International is looking for you. Send us an email on podcast at ajax.nl and tell us where you are. We hope to add you to our Ajax network. Oh, and uh, don't forget your
2: contact details. Okay, so we're almost at the end of the fourth Ajax podcast. Ajax is playing Heraclès away on Sunday... What do you think about it, Horus? Uh, I think they're
0: going to get their uh, a revenge on Heracles uh, for losing last year. And they're really mad. And I think it's going to be a good game for us to get back into uh, the swing of things.
2: What about you? What do you think? Definitely. Ellie? Definitely, That's Definitely right? Happen. 3-0, right? Yes. Just an easy, an easy glider. Easy. I thought so. Liz?
1: I mean,
3: after getting this this You game, were very positive
2: today as well before the match. You, you were really, you were looking <laughs> at me like, are you th- really thinking this is going to be a, a bad night? And I said, yeah. I thought it was
3: going to be okay. That was going to be... The only thing, it, just like um, our expert said, like it was a really frustrating game to watch with that second goal popped in because the, as a player, you watch a game like that and you see that Getafe played, I mean, dirty. They erupted like the, the flow of the game the entire time and that was a tactic that was used. It's not fun to watch on the other side of it when Ajax stayed calm and positive. Yes, we didn't have the energy. We had uh, two people come in three-quarters of the way through the game. We thought that would give us a spurt of energy. It didn't really happen. We still played calm. But with that, I think now having this game under our belt and knowing that they could uh, like disrupt the flow of the game, we're going to rise above it on our home turf. Johan Cruyff, bring it on.
0: Wow. Did we mention that Lizzie is the voice of the iX Podcast International? Probably you've heard the promo somewhere. You, If you're at home saying, I recognize that voice, that's because Lizzie is our Welcome. voice. And, what and a, her name is Liz, actually. Liz, sorry. There couldn't be a better... <laughs> it's,
3: it's, it's a you and me thing. It's, it's just Lizzie. become. Yes. You can call me Lizzie, it's fine. I like Liz go. as well. All right,
0: guys. Um, we've reached the end of this first Ajax Podcast International Live, Live, um, recorded at the lovely Boom Chicago Theatre in Amsterdam. The podcast is brought to you twice a month by AFC Ajax, your favorite Dutch football teams. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe with your favorite podcast app if you're listening through iTunes. We would love, you, love it five if you stars. give us a five-star five rating. rating. Everybody here, everybody please here give here us a five-star rating. also in the
2: theater, five-star rating, right? Yeah, I thought so. And if you
0: have any questions or suggestions regarding this episode, please don't hesitate to send us an email on podcast at IXNL. Thanks, Liz. Thanks, Ali. Thanks, Diedrich. Thanks, Michael. Thanks, Jonathan. And thank you, listener.
2: Bye-bye.